Hi, this is Bill. And this is Anastas. And we are the Uncommonwealth Podcast. Uh, keep an eye out for our bad words. I don't know how many we're going to use in this episode. Uh, it's more graphic than normal? I was going to say, it's definitely more graphic yeah. than normal in a violence standpoint because we're yeah. talking about Gettysburg. And I mean, it's not like we're not talking about like specifically, oh, that dude's arm got blown off. Right. But, you know, talk about the field hospitals where they were cutting arms off and said, here's here's some rum, bite on this leather and pray to God. Mm, biting leather. Mm. Oh. Yeah, man. I made it weird right I away. Made it weird right this is a, away. supposed to be a solemn episode, uh, part one of a multi part series. As solemn as we get. Um, this is as solemn as we get, exactly. <laughs> Uh, but we're 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 definitely talking about Gettysburg, uh, the Battle of Gettysburg, not the town. So, because uh, the town is 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 cool, but not, uh, yeah. it's not the reason people know about no. the, about Gettysburg. People from Gettysburg call it Gettysburg. Is that how you say it? So apparently, it was the Gettys family. Oh, G E T T Y S, and it was Gettysburg or Getty. I th- yeah, I think it was Gettys, not Getty family. Well, this is America. You're right. So we pronounce it different. You ever go to a Getty for <sighs> gas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, okay. not sheets. Mm. It's not a sheets. Fuck Wawa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're it's we're a call back to episode one. <laughs> we're the OG episode. We're uh, forty nine. Yeah, forty nine. Can't wait till we do we do nice twenty more. Yeah, twenty twenty more to to the nice number to the, seal the deal. The nice <laughs> seal the deal. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, um, but yeah, we're we're talking about something that's not nice. Uh, talking about Gettysburg, and have you been there? You've been there, right? Yeah, yeah well, we used to go every summer. Well. Every summer, wow. yeah. I've only been once. Um, I love it. I'm trying to go this summer. Um, like my dad wants to go. It's been a while since we've all been there. Yeah, it's been and like ten years for me. Too. We were talking about like all of us meeting there, and um, I know Ernesto said he he wants to go too. I took a group there. I might have been still in high school or like right out of. I took a couple people there because they had never been and just took them on the tour. Like I knew it that well at that point. Mm-hmm. And now I don't quite. It's come back like doing research. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is where this happened. This happened. This happened. And I can picture the battlefield in my mind. Right. But You know, I don't remember 100% because Jen and I went to, um, went to Yorktown. Yeah, we went okay. to the Yorktown battlefield. And that's a, a driving-based one. So is Gettysburg. So it's yeah. I, I okay, but there's, but it's self it's self guided, right? You can yeah. But there's also like a tour bus. There's thing. a tour bus. So we did a, we did a tour bus one. We when did I went. We did the tour bus when I was real young. Yeah. And then my dad was like, "Fuck this, we can save money. Let's just buy the CD because yeah. the CDs it's the yeah. exact same thing on the tour bus. Mm-hmm. So you just put it pop it in your car and you're good to go. There's also a Battlefield app now that does the tour with you. Yeah, so that's the same thing at, at, at Yorktown? Yorktown too. So okay. the, the the app is neat. I don't think I've but, been to Yorktown. Uh, that's cool. You should go. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, the it's it's amazing. So I guess grounding ourselves more in the Civil War. Yeah. The, the scope of everything is so so different. different. So different. Because Yorktown is just I don't I'm not sure in terms of acreage, but just in terms of numbers, it's it's, it's absolutely nothing compared different. to Gettysburg. Well, I've been to Antietam as well. And so that's probably more comparable. Yes, in terms of as, as, like, in the, terms of so scope. Antietam is the single bloodiest day, right? For U.S. If, during the Civil War, right? Gettysburg is the single bloodiest battle. battle. Yep, because three, three days. Three days. Yeah, 
With uh, so in terms of Antietam, was, was that is that also called Bull Run or is that something else? Yes. Or is that Manassas? No, Antietam's the creek. Right, um, Antietam's the creek. So Manassas and Bull Run are the same one, right? Yeah. Cool. Uh, it's so to take a step back on the Civil War, it, it always fascinates me how many people in just in general pop culture or in the in the historical field mm-hmm. just. I don't want to say obsessed, but obsessed oh. over this battle specifically compared to other battles in U.S. history. It's Can you think of anything that's Battle of the Bulge, close? D-Day? D-Day is probably the because Battle of the Bulge. So if um, Midway, yeah, I mean my my probably best Iwo Jima guess would be, but Gettysburg's the battle. It's the it's battle. here. You know what I mean? It's, right. It's, it's in, here. It was devastating. Our, it's amazing that only one civilian was killed. Only one civilian was killed, huh? Yep, Jenny Wade. I freaked out in her house Jenny. as a ch- There you go. There you I go. That's was, our classic classic humor, right? I was like five years old. Uh-huh. And um, when you went into the house, there's a wax... No, like, I'm five. Mm-hmm. There's like a wax union soldier. Mm-hmm. And I don't, he scared the shit out of me. I refused to go in the house. Just fucking absolutely refused. <laughs> they, like my life, da- I think my dad size? stood outside with me. Yeah. Well, my mom went on the tour. Oh, I was like, I'm not doing this. I can't wait to 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 look at my young son and just go, oh, baby boy, why are you so like this? Why? <laughs> Fucking coward! It's not real. Dude, it scared the shit out yeah, of I'm me. I'm sure. I'm sure it did. Yeah. My, as an aside, my one of my little cousins who's not little anymore, she was terrified of uh, Big Bird at Sesame Street. At the, at the Sesame, uh, yes, the, 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 like the, Sesame the, Place, Sesame Place. Thank you. The, the the big park, whatever. Yeah, it's the same thing, right? Big old Big Bird and a Union soldier, wax Union soldier. Yeah, totally the same. Same thing. <laughs> I don't know. Big Bird might be scarier, <laughs> honestly. Um, do you want to? Uh, well, do you have any other like wrap up thoughts on on your experience with it, or because um, because I I went like ten years ago. And do you want a ghost thing? Yeah, because that's a big thing too. It's a big, it's a big thing. Part I think their... we got to talk about it yeah. tangentially. Like, I don't. If we're gonna do haunted Gettysburg, we're gonna save that for like October. Yeah, yeah. But um, my mom and my friend Emily swear to God they saw a ghost there. Um, we went years ago. We were all in the same hotel. We stayed in a hotel room that's pretty close to the battlefield. Mm. Like a hop and a skip away, you can walk there. Oh, that's cool. Um, and it you can get into town pretty easily too. So, Dad, Tom, and I were all sleeping. And my mom says she saw somebody stand at the foot of the bed and she was like, go to sleep. Like, what are you doing? And then she looked again and it looked like a Union soldier. That's so creepy, man. Soldier. I don't know. I'll say this. I'm not really a believer in ghosts. I know you are. We've, we've clashed on it before degree, on the podcast. Yeah. There's a feeling there mm. that, especially like at nighttime mm. or evening, that is very um, solemn. I think Psalms the word. It's also the the cemetery is yeah a, an interesting walk through most monumented battlefield in. There's a lot of money. so that's another thing with because um, I only ha- I haven't been to many battlefields. Antietam's um, not as monumented at all. Well, Yorktown doesn't have any except yeah. for except for well, Brandywine uh, doesn't have um, except for I mean it's not really monuments but they have one. The, a recreation of a uh, of a mound, right? Uh, of a hill or whatever that they mm-hmm. used, but it's not really. Then they have a flag there. So it looks more like a monument than anything else because it's a recreation. And, but and maybe we'll talk about this more after the third day and like yeah. kind of legacy. Yeah, yeah. But but it is. I mean, it's 
likely, you know, if you go there and you and you're aware that there's ghost stories there, yeah, and you know that it's a lot definitely of people in die, your head. It's already there, embedded yeah. in you. So the the, the mind is is a crazy thing. Oh yeah, yeah. plays all kinds of tricks on itself. All right, so let's let's dive. Oh, so you want to get into it? it? Yeah, do you want you want to start us off with some. So we're gonna we're gonna kind of split this episode into into two parts. We really just or maybe a little less than two parts, but yeah. mainly on the background of the Civil War and things leading up to this specific battle. And then we're gonna go into the first day, and then subsequent episodes will be more day based. Yeah. On because, like you said, it's a it's it's a multi multi day yeah, multi multi day event. So I mean, just some background on like the Civil Firefly. War, and I'm or Coachella. You said event. I see. I tr- I tried really hard to not say the word event, just because the Coachella joke Occurrence. is a slam dunk. Incident. Where's a holographic Tupac coming in? Huh? Battle. Let's uh, <laughs> let's dive into it. <laughs> Fucking Christ. Uh, and this is likely going to be one of our more listened to episodes as well, just in terms mm-hmm. of metrics. And um, I can't believe I said that. So sorry, super serious Gettysburg listener. Um, you know there's somebody out there because fucking seething right now yes <laughs> i already know there's gonna be somebody who's like they got this wrong this wrong this wrong this wrong this oh wrong. yeah yeah um but, well i'm not the historian so it's all on you bud yeah yeah you're not wrong huh? <laughs> thanks, <laughs> let's, let's thanks. i wrote a research paper on the aftermath of gettysburg <laughs> yeah about if the storm because it, it rained on july 4th mm. affected um retreat and withdrawal and pursuit rather mm. My conclusion was, from looking at the primary sources, that the Confederates said, oh, the rain's not so bad. Like, we're getting out of here. It's, we're okay. The Union soldier said, oh, the mud's knee deep. The creeks are too swollen to pursue. <laughs> and my conclusion was, those motherfuckers were tired. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted no more sauce. Oh, and so we're, it's actually really timely, this episode, before we actually get into it. The, it's... Gonna post like on day two of the battle, right? This yes. Isn't, yeah, July first is when it starts. Yeah, July first is the first day. Yeah, so we're just gonna post it's, on the yeah, second. because so. that's it, it falls one, two, three. Yeah. My, whenever people are like, "Oh, you're uh, you're almost a July fourth birth," because my birthday is July third, I'm like, "I'm a third day of Gettysburg birthday, baby." <laughs> and they're like, "What the fuck's wrong with you?" <laughs> all right, let's, let's okay. do this. <laughs> uh, quick background on the Civil War as a whole. First of all, it's about slavery. Fuck, fuck y'all. Yeah, yeah. It's about yeah. slavery. You can yeah. say states' rights. Oh, no. States' rights to own slaves. Exactly. To own to slaves. Own slaves. Like, holy shit. It's Don't all, mental gymnastics. It's all wrapped up in the economy of slavery. Yep. So, and there's an instance here that will be pointed out where it's very clearly about slaves. You know, the split happens. Uh, three, three, uh, the, uh, what is it? Three-eighths compromise didn't work. Three-fifths. That's the three-fifths compromise didn't yep. work. Lincoln comes in, they get pissed off, they leave. Lee vacillates between the two, and he's like, "Gotta stick with Virginia." Man, also, he easily could have been in a Union, a yeah, Union general. Also, one of the most overrated generals in American history. That's all they had, man. That's all the South had. Oh, they they fought incredibly well for a very long time. Oh yeah. yeah, but yeah. He and Washington are two of the most overrated generals in American history, and I will die on that hill. I mean, Washington is. I, I think he's known more for. Actually, probably is known more as a general, isn't he? No, yeah, it's kind of equal. I think it's equal. I think it's all pulled up together in the same legend of Washington. Mm. When we do a revolution, revolutionary war thing, maybe when we talk about the ship Peg, or Benedict Arnold and the Shippen family, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get into it because I have some opinions, uh-huh. which maybe not be popular, but are pretty based in historical fact. Okay. But anyway, so moving into Gettysburg, 
the Army of Northern Virginia, which is what the Army, the Confederate Army in the East was called. So there were two theaters of war, which we, a lot of people tend to forget about because yeah. the Western theater was, quite frankly, boring. Until until un, un, until uh, our future president Grant came in and yes. fucked everything up. Well, it was Tennessee. It was a lot of sieges uh, in the West. Yeah, yeah. Um, and again, sieges are boring. They're boring, but also incredibly brutal to oh, they're to, some of the worst uh, to civilians as well. Yes, you know that's the the besiegers, thing. the besieged. It's but they are slow. It's a slow burn. Yes, yes, <laughs> slow burn's the perfect. So the Army of Northern Virginia had defeated the Army of the Potomac at the Battle of Chancellorville on April, from April 30th to May 6th in 1863. And that's in Maryland, right? Yes, Chancellorville, right? Because we drove up through one day. So. Yeah. Robert E. Lee decided to launch a second invasion of the North. The first invasion was the Maryland Campaign, which had ended in failure after the Battle of Antietam in September 1862. Now, when you look at Antietam, uh, it gets called a draw a lot. Mm-hmm. In terms of loss of life, the Confederacy won because they just annihilated Amer- the federal troops. However, in terms of goals met, they did stop the Confederates in their tracks when it came to invasion. They right, which barely... Is, which is the ultimate goal of, which, right, of, the, of the campaign. They barely... It was kind of like the Russians in fucking World War II, mm-hmm. where it's just throw men at them. Yeah, they don't really... Yeah. It's the goal of protection versus yeah. how much you lose, which... They should have... Cr- to be clear, is really fucked up. And- oh, they could have crushed the Confederate army at Antietam had they had capable generals in place. Well, I'm not going to get into it because it's not Pennsylvania, but... Um, they should have. Uh, I think I know the general, but what's what was the general's name on the on the Union side? McClellan. McClellan, right there. Yeah, McClellan was PA garbage. Guy. Yeah, I think I think PA. He would think yeah. he was a PA guy. But the goal of the second invasion was this to disrupt the Union's campaign plans for the summer. So Lee wanted to put pressure on the North. Um, he wanted to reduce besiege the besieged garrison in Vicksburg, Mississippi, in the West. Mm-hmm. We were talking about sieges because mm-hmm. that would have pulled troops away if they're in. The North. Right. He also wanted to raid the Northern farms as Virginia was stripped bare by all the fighting. Like, they're just taking stuff right. all the time. So just, they just needed supply. Yeah. And he also wanted to threaten Philadelphia, Baltimore, and Washington with his army of 72,000. Because there was a growing peace movement in the North. Um, I just learned, apparently, the town of Townline, New York, in upstate New York near Buffalo, mm-hmm. actually seceded from the Union. You know what? That's so funny to say. I actually read something about that recently. Yeah, I just learned yeah. it this week. Yeah, and that didn't last very long at all. But well, apparently they never told anyone. And then around World War II, they were like, we're Americans too. <laughs> yeah, I I remember that. I read yeah. about that randomly. And there was like there were secessionist movements in the North. Like There were riots in Philadelphia and New York. You yeah, know. a lot of people are dying. You don't want to deal with this anymore, right. right? Well, now. they hated the draft. They right. fucking hated the draft. But do you want to... Talk about what yeah. Lee did next? Yeah, so on June 3rd, so this is June 3rd, not July 3rd, June 3rd, 1863, uh, Lee's army began to move northward towards Fredericksburg, Virginia. So we're creeping up north. From Fredericksburg. From, yeah, from, from Fredericksburg. And uh, due to the death of Stonewall Jackson, Thomas J. Stonewall Jackson. Okay, it's a um, long name. He actually died from friendly fire. They were recently reformed to uh, from two large groups to three new corps. Under Lieutenant General James Longstreet, uh, Lieutenant uh, General Richard S. Ewell, how do you, is that how you say it? Ewell. Ewell. And Lieutenant General A.P. Hill. So they, they kind of split from two yeah. to three. 
and Ewell and Hill, they had previously served under Jackson, but they had they had never really served as corps commanders before. Uh, so this was kind of this are their first time new world commanding. A corps is big. Like that's a lot of men. <laughs> yeah. And the, the cavalry division remained under Major uh, General uh, Jeb Stewart. Yep. Uh, so it's J-E-B, but they all called him Jeb. I, yeah. I've only ever heard it as Jeb, actually. Yeah. But, so, it's initials. Became. So a, the cavalry division, that's, uh, again, that's just horses, right? Yep. But how is that in terms of size? Uh, the the cavalry division. The Corps, right? Yes. Um, I think it's around, it's, it's in the notes here. Okay. 9,500. 9, gotcha. Okay. Cool. But, yeah. So, on the other side, the Union Army of the Potomac uh, was under Ma- Major General Joseph Fightin' Joe Hooker. Joseph he wasn't a very good general, but man, he had a great nickname. Yes, he did. Thurs was made of seven infantry corps, a cavalry corps, and an artillery reserve for a combined strength of more than 100,000 men. Yeah, that's 30,000 more men. Yeah. And that's, that's a, a, that's a, that's a, a good amount of people. Uh, so, the, the armies actually first clashed at uh, Brandy Station, which is near, near Culpeper, Virginia. And Stewart's Rebel Cavalry of 9,500 men, they they were surprised by Major General uh, Alfred Pleasanton's um, combined forces of two cavalry divisions, which was 8,000 men and 3,000 infantry. So, yeah, they were outnumbered there as well. Yes. And Stewart eventually fought the Union forces, but the inconclusive battle was the longest, predominantly cavalry-driven battle uh of, of the war. Did I say longest? Yeah. Yeah, largest, excuse me. I mean, it might have been longest as well. <laughs> yeah. It, it proved the uh, for the first time that Union cavalry could actually equal the, the Confederate cavalry. Yeah, because so was, so was Stewart cal- had been kicking the shit out of the gotcha. Union cavalry for years. And Pleasanton, if I recall correctly, was a Michigan guy. Hmm. And I th- I know for sure that Custer was. And it's here where Custer kind of started to cut his teeth and hmm. become he became known as the the boy general, because he was real young and he was wild and he was crazy. Right. But they were the Wolverines. Oh. Like the, the University of Michigan. Yeah, yeah. That's where their That's name comes from. from. Interesting. And um, it's, <laughs> it's a little shitty for me to say, but it seems a little easier to, to, to cut your teeth when you have an extra 2,000 people. I mean, absolutely. But <laughs> Jeff Stewart had been running circles around him. That's true. And yeah. part of that was because they rode horses in the South. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was gonna say there's a cultural difference. Yeah, they didn't in the north like it's a lot of city boys, a lot of Irish boys right off the boat. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, you have your farm. You've you've got your your rural. Yeah, farm, we're not but, saying that they didn't know how to ride, but but it's different. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, waging a land war in Vietnam. Like you don't know, no, I, no, but yeah, you, don't, you know, you don't know the surroundings like the like, right. like the local people. And do. that was another thing. The union was in the south a lot. They knew yeah. the land. Yeah, exactly. Like they just yeah, we're, we'll make this cut here, and we're around them. You know, we're fucking there, boys. So by mid June, the rebel army was ready to cross the Potomac and enter Maryland. Mm. So they had defeated the federal garrisons at Winchester, Virginia, and Martinsburg, West Virginia. Remember, this is when the Virginia split. Right. Because the West Virginia mountain men were like, what? We don't, what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't want your damn war. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, we'll fight with them. We have more in common with them. But they began crossing the river on June 15th and finished crossing on the 25th. So they started like one corps went over and then the other two mm. came over. Okay. That's why it was such a 10 day uh, thing. Gotcha. Now the Union crossed from the 25th to the 27th. 
Okay. So they were hot on their heels. Hmm. Okay. And so from this point, uh, Lee, gave, Lee gave the Confederate forces orders to minimize um, any kind of negative impact on civilian populations. And what they did was they paid for food, horses, and other supplies with Confederate money, um, which unfortunately the Northerners saw as worthless because, again, it's not it legal, was legal tender for fucking them. fucking worthless. Uh, like, here, thanks for the paper. I guess I'll start a fire. <laughs> um, yeah, well, it's, it's, it's like, Light my pipe. for instance, if, if you were to go to... I was going to say, well, modern examples don't really work too well because you can no. always convert currency. It's like but, if we, if there we was a civilization on Mars. No, no, here's a better one. North Korea, right? We don't recognize yes. that as currency right. because we don't recognize them as a country. Right, that's Le- perfect. Legally, we don't. So it is it's it is worthless. But some mm. towns, uh, including York, uh, they had to pay indemnities instead of uh, supplies because um, they were under the threat of destruction. Uh, Pretty shitty. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> I mean, I guess we burnt the entire South. Yeah, and they, they also seized around forty North African uh, Northern uh, African Americans from the North Union. Yes, Union African Americans. Um, some uh, were some escaped. Some were escaped slaves, but most of them were free men, which yeah sucks. Yeah. Uh, and all were sent to the South into slavery, uh, and they were you know they were guarded. They were so that's uh, tell so me again. Tell it me wasn't about slavery. Exactly, exactly. Like, right? Like it's, it's. What are you talking about? Obviously, it was. Yeah. Um, like oh, here's a bunch of African American people who were just gonna be like, you're slaves now. Yep. Free or what? free or not free doesn't matter. It's it's, it's bullshit. Um, it's it's bullshit. It's all about slavery. Yeah. I'm gonna get on my fucking high horse and pedestal. It's hard to say it's a high horse when it's like it's just the true. reality of it's it. It's just yeah. true. Like fuck your flag too. Sorry. Mm. It's always all right. Rant time, right? Seeing Confederate flags in Pennsylvania is the stupidest shit ever. So goddamn mad. Stupidest shit we ever. Gave, we gave the most soldiers to the Union cause. The yeah. most. Yeah. There, the Pennsylvania Monument is. I think it's un-American. I think it is too. I think it's, it's bullshit. Yeah, They're like it's a it's a culture thing. Like, what the fuck are you talking culture, about? Not your culture. Not your culture, and it, yeah. and it shouldn't be their fucking culture anymore either. Cultures can change. You know, I have I have to say, in um, when we were down south, I didn't see any Confederate flags in Williamsburg. It's at all. No, you wouldn't. Which was shocking, but or not even just Williamsburg, but even going down into Newport and New yeah. or Virginia. I think you don't if see you got deeper south. Going, oh, South South Carolina, North Carolina, yeah. I've seen them there. But, yeah. But it, it's, it's just, but, it, it, you know, it's not there. But my point is, it's not the entire South called just right. pockets of it. Just Right. And it's not the North either, like, yeah. overall. But it just drives me fucking nuts. Well, I just like the design. What the fuck are you talking about? We have a perfectly good American flag. <laughs> it's It's much better. Yeah. Well, anyway. Also, that wasn't even the fucking real flag of the Confederacy. No, what, what was it, was it? it was a battle was flag, flag of flag, North right? of yeah. Virginia. Fucking the real flag was that in the corner, and then the rest was white. Yeah, because they kept getting confused because their fucking first flag was too close to the Union flag because they're goddamn idiots. <laughs> perfect, perfect. All right, let, let's let's keep on going. Then. Tangled up in blue. <laughs> Anyways, on June 26, portions of Major General Jubal Early's division of Ewell's Corps, Ewell's Corps, eh. Ewell, Ewell's, I say it? Ewell. Ewell. Ewell's Corps occupied Gettysburg after removing newly raised PA militia in a series of minor skirmishes. They just kicked their asses out of there. Yeah. I mean, it's militia is. You remember the movie The Patriot? Yes, I remember. <laughs> That's all you need to know about Super un, unaccurate, oh, inaccurate. Completely um, inaccurate. The Swamp Fox was a bad dude in his own right. Yeah. Like a bad, bad dude. But. Uh, I read. Uh, I, we keep doing these random tangents, but I read something about like how um, they depicted. They basically this review basically said 
that they depicted the British as basically being Nazis and yeah. like the, and like how terrible they were to, yeah. to and it's just not accurate. It's not accurate at all. But anyway, I thought that was really funny. But General Early laid the borough under tribute, but he didn't actually collect any significant supplies. And they're like, pay us. And then they were like, oh, you uh, probably don't have shit because you're a, spoon. a very small town in Adams County. <laughs> but soldiers burned several railroad cars and a covered bridge and destroyed rails and telegraph lines while they were there. Mm. Uh, just disrupt communication and transport. Right. So Early went to New York County on June 27th. He okay. was bugging out of there. Yeah. But just like him and a couple men, it, he left soldiers there. Okay. All right. And uh, Lee allowed Stewart to take a portion of the cavalry to ride around the east flank of the Union Army. Um, his orders to Stewart were to basically open, were, they were open to interpretation, and he took his three best brigades and essentially went raiding. And he, they missed the opportunity to approach the battlefield as well as they basically missed the first two days of battle. Yeah. Like he missed. He was supposed to be Lee's eyes. Like mm-hmm. that's that was one of the biggest advantages of having cavalry was they were scouts. Yeah, and yeah, you're and much he was just faster than you can. But I mean, hey, there. if you could pillage, you pillage, right? And that's what he was doing. He was just fucking around. <laughs> Did you ever? You've never seen the movie Gettysburg. I have. Oh, you've seen Gettysburg. Yeah. Seen there's there's a part early in the movie where Longstreet has this scout out there, and he comes in. And he's like, well, "Where's Stuart? He's supposed to be out there." And he's like, "The scout's like, well, he's out there getting his name in the Yankee papers." Just causing a fuss, but he's not doing anything. <laughs> and that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Like he was just out there fucking around. So uh, by June 29th, uh, the Army of Northern Virginia they they were strung out in an arc from Chambersburg to Carl to Carlisle uh, to Harris to like close to Harrisburg and Wrightsville uh, on the Susquehanna. So they like like uh, I guess an arc is probably the best pretty, way to describe yeah, it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, it's a big arc's perfect. Yeah. yeah. So, meanwhile, General Hooker of the Union Army had offered his resignation to President Lincoln and General-in-Chief Henry W. Halleck. Uh, they were disputing over a dispensation of the forces defending the Harper's Ferry garrison. Mm. Lincoln and Halleck immediately accepted as they had been looking for an excuse to get rid of Hooker. <laughs> right. So, Hooker was, had made his name at Antietam, really. Right. And then they found out he was incredibly fucking difficult to work with and just kind of an asshole. Mm. So, they are just like, uh, we can't. Dude, he also thank you. Please go. He didn't. He didn't press hard enough for Lincoln. Like Lincoln was like, "We gotta go." Mm. And Hooker was like, "Eh." "But my men." Uh, But this brings on a new challenger, right? Yes, (laughs) a new fighter. On June twenty eighth, Major General George Gordon Meade, then commander of the Fifth Corps, was promoted to commander of the Army of the Potomac, and he was a Philadelphian. Yes, he was also a relative to me, apparently through marriage. Right, marriage. Yeah, so Jan's uh, family there. Related, her sister's actually named after him. Right. Yep, named Meade. He did not last very long as the commander. No. Appar- apparently he was hard-headed. No, but he was very important in this battle, though. very, very good at his job. Yeah. He just was... I think the, the word I read was prickly. Like a pear. Yes. Prickly pear. So on but, June 29th, so we're getting inching ever so closer to the battle... Uh, upon learning that the Union Army had crossed Potomac, Lee ordered a uh, concentration of his forces around Cashtown, uh, which was at the base of South Mountain. Uh, it was eight miles west of Gettysburg. And on the 30th, the day after, uh, while part of Hill's Corps was in Cashtown on, uh, on one of Hill's brigades, um, North, Carolina, North Carolinians, oh my god, why was that so hard to say? North Carolinians. North Carolinians, thank you. Uh, under, right? Yeah, that sounds okay. right. Under uh, Brigadier General uh, J. Johnston Pettigrew, they moved towards Gettysburg. 
And in his memoirs, uh, Major General uh, Henry Heath claimed that he sent Pettigrew to uh, to search for supplies in town, specifically for shoes. That's uh, one of those things that it's you so need important. In a pinch. Yeah, yeah. Like I, th- I think like if you didn't, if you don't know how hard marching is, you're just like shoes. Like what are you talking well, about? You, you move like twenty miles a day. Like you're right? you're literally walking through your shoes. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh man. Oof. So. When Pettigrew's troops approached Gettysburg on June 30th, they noticed that Union Cavalry under Brigadier General John Buford was arriving south of town, and Pettigrew returned without engaging them. So, Pettigrew told Hill and Heath of the cavalry he had seen, and they didn't believe him that there was a substantial federal... Or they didn't believe, rather, not that they didn't believe him, but they didn't believe there was a substantial federal force nearby, thinking that it was only mounted PA militia. And they're like, well, we've already kicked their asses out of here. Surprise! So, in defiance of Lee's orders to avoid a general engagement until the entire army was concentrated, Hill decided to mount a significant reconnaissance, uh, reconnaissance and force rather, on the morning of July first to determine the size and strength of the enemy force on his front. So, reconnaissance on for- in force is just like we're taking the army out to see yeah. what the fuck's going on, yeah. Yeah. rather than sending out scouts. Around 5 a.m. on Wednesday, July first, two brigades of Heath's division advanced on Gettysburg. So. So the opening moves. There it begins, yeah. Uh, the opening moves. So I, I think it's really important to get an idea of, of this setup because one, introduces all the players here. Yes. And two, it it really kind of gives you an idea of just how meticulous all this is. Yeah. Right? Because without these kind of decisions, anything would happen. It could have been. Obviously, that's they, such, a, such a generic thing to but, say. But, but they could have avoided one another. If they exactly. were like, oh, there's Union, like, that's Union Cavalry. We don't, we're not engaging. Like, right, exactly. It was... So without that decision, we it wouldn't have one, been as impactful. And maybe one man's choice, it probably lost it for the Confederacy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and there's several things that happen throughout where we can say, well, this is the turning point. Here it is. Here it is. Here mm-hmm. it is. And and really, it's, it's, a, it's a big chess game. It's right? a, exactly. Yeah. I was gonna say it's a lot like football. Oh, that too. Yeah. But yeah, it is big. I mean, chess was played to learn more. All right. So let's uh, start on the battle. Then. Yeah. So uh, the first day of the battle, uh, and again. The, Next episodes will be second and third. Yes. Maybe not the direct next ones, but 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 they'll yeah. they'll be coming up. So Buford believed that the Confederate forces would approach Gettysburg from the west. So on the morning of July first, he laid his defenses on three ridges uh, to the west of the town. Her her ridge? Did I say it? Or I think it's hair. probably her. It her. probably came as hair. Yeah, and then it got changed, turned yeah. to her. So her ridge, uh, McPherson Ridge, and uh, Seminary Ridge. There's uh, a Lutheran seminary. Yeah. I think I've seen that uh, there. So his goal was to occupy the high... Not just the hill. I haven't seen... I don't think... Is the seminary even still there anymore? Yeah. It is? Okay. Yeah. Maybe I did see it. But his goal was to occupy the high ground with his smaller cavalry division and basically just delay the rebel forces until he could uh, be reinforced by the Union infantry. And then they would... The, the Union infantry would occupy the strong defensive positions of Cemetery Hills, Cemetery Ridge, and Culp's Hill. Um, if the Confederates took the heights, Meade's army basically would have had to fight up, like a literal uphill battle to dislodge them. Yeah. And the high ground, for all the Star Wars memes that are out there, is it's super so important, important in these kind of battles. Like, There's a reason fighting an uphill battle became a saying. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's so fucking hard to, to go. I mean... You know how hard it is walking up the hills of yeah, Manion. Yeah, well, <laughs> could you imagine the charging amount, you up got, them? You got gear, you got you got your gun, and you got right. people shooting at you. <laughs> right, and back then, Huge the advantage. musket is very heavy. Yeah, 
The wool is very hot and heavy. Mm-hmm. You've got your ammo bag. July, got, in, July, in July, Central Pennsylvania, and it's it was hot. Yeah, it was a hot July. It's like this right now. Yeah. So Confederate General Heath's division advanced with two brigades forward, commanded by Brigadier General James J. Archer and Joseph R. Davis. So they proceeded east in columns along the Chambersburg Pike, and around 7.30 a.m., about three miles west of Gettysburg, the two brigades met light resistance from vedettes. Uh, Vedettes are mounted sentries or pickets, Okay. and they were part of the Buford's Cavalry, and they deployed into lines so they could advance on these sentries. Okay. That's the Confederates. According to lore, the Union soldier to fire the first shot was Lieutenant Marcellus Jones. Um, apparently he went back to the spot where he shot the gears later and put like a little memorial there. Mm. Uh, I think it's still like, there's a, it's probably built up now more, but I think it's still there. Wow. That's kind of neat. Look, that's lore. I don't know if it's fact or not, but I thought it was something we should include. I mean, something, the cool thing is like someone was the first. Somebody the cool, shot first. Cool is the wrong word, but. But fascinating. Yeah. And that's gotta, gotta eat at someone, right? Yeah, I mean, if you're a Confederate who shot first, yeah. If you're yeah. a Union soldier who fought first, you might say, I defended. Yeah. We, we did it. Yeah. <laughs> um, He's men eventually reached the dismounted cavalry troopers of Colonel William Gamble's cavalry brigade. And they were delaying them using their breech-loading carbines. Uh, do you say carbines or carbons? I say carbines. Okay. I've, I've heard both. Yeah, I have too. But they were behind fr- uh, fence posts. So the... Breach loading mechanism cannot be overstated how important it was. And especially at this point, they're using the Manet ball. Right. So the if you think of like muskets, right? It's it's not that's not that's, it's that's, muzzle that's load. muzzle loading, but breech loading is a you way can to boop right in and I think it carried more than one bullet at a time. Hmm. But this this is the beginning of modernization of weaponry. Right. This is why Civil War is so significant it's, it's in so important. at least at least in the Western Hemisphere. But Well, it goes from there's there's a debate among historians, because um, I took a Civil War class in college, whether it's the last Napoleonic War or the first modern war. I would make the argument it's both. It's, it's a good transition. Yeah, it's very much a transi- transition phase, especially when they're, the Union's like, oh, we should like make forts and trenches and stuff. Like, this is smart. Like, yeah. let's protect our men. Yeah. And then they start, like you said, the technology catches up and the cavalry changes their form and they, it just... It changes completely. Yeah. I mean, also the total war aspect. Well, yeah, let's fucking light everything on fire. And oh, the civilians well, are part of this shit. That's what the American military did in World War Two, right? Especially with bombing. Yeah, they were like, "Oh, we learned this already. Like, we yeah. know how to do this. Yeah, like we're just gonna make the civilians hurt, and they will want an end to this war. Yeah, it works. War crimes. It's fucked up. War crimes. It's really fucked up. It's war crimes. War crimes. But it worked. Yeah, it did work. All right. I guess the justification was in both instances. Well, they own slaves; they're horrible. Well, they're killing Jewish people; they're horrible. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm just lying. But they are worse. So by 10:20 a.m., the rebels had pushed the Union cavalrymen east to McPherson Ridge, when the vanguard of the First Corps under Major General John F. Reynolds of Lancaster hey. arrived. A lot of PA guys. Yep. Most of them cut their teeth in the Mexican-American War. A, a really a war that people just don't talk just about. Just don't talk about. Well, you know yeah. why? It was not bloodless, but n- as near as mm. because it was a lot of maneuvering. That was the that was the time period when they're like, well, we don't need to fight. We just need to outmaneuver one another, and then yeah. you back again off. back old school. Way yeah, of doing things. But 
Uh, so north of Chambersburg Pike, um, Confederate Brigadier General Davis, uh, he gained temporary success against a Brigadier General uh, Lysander Cutler? Lysander. Lysander, excuse me. Lysander Cutler's brigade. Such a cool name. Very cool, yeah. It's a Trojan. Oh. Lysander was a Trojan hero oh. of the... Uh... History is poetry, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Uh, but he, he was finally... Uh... The Trojan War. was He was a hero of the Trojan War. Sorry. <laughs> no, he was finally um, repulsed. Great name. Great word. At the unfinished railroad uh, cut, in the, cut in the ridge with heavy losses. South of the Pike, Confederate Brigadier General Archer's Brigade, they assaulted uh, through Herbst Woods, which is also known as McPherson's Woods. Mm. Uh, however, they, they were met uh, by the Iron Brigade under Brigadier General Solomon Meredith. Another great name. Solomon Meredith's a cool name, too. Also Iron Brigade. You can put just... Brigadier General be, be, be in front I mean, of everything, and it'll be a cool name. Yeah, William uh, Conrad Peterson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, and several hundred of their men were captured, including Archer himself. Um, so this is... That's big. That's yeah. big capturing an enemy general. Yeah. Can't be overstated. So, Union General John Reynolds was actually shot and killed early on the first while directing troop and artillery placements just to the east of those woods. Yep, yep. Uh, it's theorized that a sharpshooter got him. Mm. It was very intentional. And I think he's the one... I, there's a very famous painting of his death. Mm-hmm. Um, you see, like, a bunch of cavalrymen and others around him. But he... I think when he when they shot him, he goes, "Damn it, they got me!" or "Damn it, they killed me!" or something like that. <laughs> so uh, he he was killed. So someone had to take his place, right? Yeah. So Major General Abner Doubleday assumed command. Great name. Contrary to popular belief, he did not invent the game of baseball. Holy shit! Yeah, I read. I um, Ken Burns's baseball baseball talks about this and how he likely did not invent it. No, he wrote. Um, a- also, Ken Burns loves the phrase "likely did not." Oh yeah, oh yeah, he does. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, that's so. I I can't believe. Oh man. Yeah, that's the guy. Yeah, that's so funny. He was a a legitimate war hero. Yeah, <laughs> I will. He, he was that. But the fighting at the Pike lasted around twelve thirty p.m. and resumed around two thirty p.m. Uh, so they took a took a midday break. Probably honestly, they're probably hot and hungry. Mm-hmm. So Heath's entire division in. Engaged, adding the brigades of Pettigrew and Colonel John M. Brockenbruff. I think that's how you say it. Hmm. Brockenbruff? Brockenbro? Bro? I don't know. Either way, they all came after him. Right. So Pettigrew's North Carolina Brigade, they flanked the 19th Indiana, and they drove the Iron Brigade back there. Uh, So the 26th North Carolina was the largest in the Confederate Army. It had 839 men. Uh, however, after driving back to the Iron Brigade, they had to leave the fight for the day uh, with only 212 men and had only 152 men left standing after the three-day battle, which was the highest casualty percentage of um, one battle for any regiment, north or south. So yeah, to go from 839 to 152 at the end, still that's standing. Wild. That's uh, that's something else. That is it's a very bloody war. Yeah. A very bloody battle. Um, so the Iron Brigade was pushed out of the woods towards Seminary Ridge. And, uh, and and Hill added Major General William Dorsey's Penders, great name, uh, they, right. they added their division to the assault, and the, the first corps was driven back through the grounds uh, of the Lutheran cemetery, uh, Seminary, and they drove driven through Gettysburg itself, the town. Yeah, they, uh, just, they started bolting. Get out of here. So to the west, two divisions of Ull's Corps uh, were marching west toward Cashtown, per Lee's orders. Mm-hmm. Uh, to concentrate in that vicinity. 
They then turned south on the Carlisle on the Carlisle Pike and Har- or excuse me on the Carlisle and Harrisburg roads towards Gettysburg. Right. Meanwhile, the Union 11th Corps under Major General Oliver O. Howard were quick marching north on the Baltimore Park and uh, Tawny Town Road. I think it's Tawny Town. It's Tawny. Oh, is it? Tawny? I've heard both. I've heard Tawny no and Tawny. I know, yeah. but I, that's. I think that's how they say it down there. Oh, that's fine. By if I'm wrong, fucking correct me. Yeah, email us whatever. By early afternoon, the Union line ran in a semicircle west, north, and northeast of Gettysburg. Okay. And despite their tactical uh, deployment, the Union did not have enough troops to, to stand did, all this. Yeah. Um, Cutler's brigade was deployed north of the Chambersburg Pike, and his right flank was in the air. So that means it was unanchored. Yeah. There's nothing holding it down. It just You can be flanked. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's very dangerous. Yeah. Uh, the leftmost division of the uh, 6th Corps... The 11th? 11th. Oh, that's a, that's a 10. Yeah, the, excuse me, the 11th Corps um, was unable to deploy in time to strengthen the line. So Doubleday was forced to deploy reserve brigades to salvage the lines. Um, thin thin them out. Yeah, thin you never out. want. Yeah. So around 2 p.m., the Confederate 2nd Corps divisions of Major General Robert E. Rhodes and Jubal Early assaulted and outflanked the Union 1st and 11th Corps positions north and northwest of town. The Confederate brigades of Colonel Edward A. O'Neill and Brigadier General Alfred Iverson suffered severe losses assaulting the 1st Corps Division of Brigadier General John C. Robinson south of Oak Hill. Like, they got decimated. Fucking hammered, dude. So, Early's division was able to capitalize on a blunder made by General Francis C. Barlow when he advanced his 11th Corps Division to Blocker's Knoll, which is directly north of town. So, he the line was solid, mm-hmm. as solid as can be, and he advanced. And this represents a salient, which is, I, I, you hear people say, like, that's a salient point. Right. Well, salient is actually a military term in which the battle lines are surrounded by enemies on multiple sides. Uh, think Battle of the Bulge. Right, yeah, yeah. So he did this, and Early's troops overran Barlow's division, which constituted the right flank of the Union Army's position. You have no flank. You're, you're fucked. Yeah. Barlow was wounded and actually captured in the attack. So, I, should, we, should we explain? I mean, I, uh, yeah. not everyone is as familiar with what a flank is or what terms oh, are, right? Oh, yeah, you're right. We probably, that a lot, probably a good I, idea I just to thought explain. of that, yeah. Um, flank is a cut of meat. Flank steak, yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, <laughs> a flank is, in military terminology, say very simply, you have two armies lined up one against the other. The very extreme right and left mm-hmm. of your forces right. are the flanks. Exactly. Now, to outflank someone means the opposing forces were able to get around you and come in at the side or the rear, mm-hmm. which is not as well defended. Think about like, all right, so say you're, you're, you're taking a walk in, 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 on a trail, right? And, yes. you ha- and you see a wolf right in front of you. Yes. There are no wolves in Pennsylvania, but say you see a wolf in front of you. A bear. A bear, Right. And you looked well. Wolves are packing. Wolves are packing. So right. you, you're looking straight, and there's a wolf. You're like, "Wow, this this is sucks." But I, if I stand my ground and I and I, you know, be all big and I take my right. knife out, I, I, I have a chance. I look to my right. There's a wolf to my right here. There's one on How the left. secure do you feel as as a person right. in your defensive position if you see a wolf to now, the right and you have, the left? You have to concentrate right. on two different forces. Yeah, um, right. it's much like it happens in football. It's just like in football, right? Yeah. yeah. So if if you're getting blitz on one side, you don't have yep. any cover. You fucking concussed. Right. <laughs> That's know? why I say football yeah. and war are very similar. Yeah. All right. So I just saw that was important. Yeah, I mean, no, most, it's, it's I mean, a, good call. a lot I, of people probably do I'm get that. I'm assuming like but... most Gettys people listening to a battle, 
about the Battle of Gettysburg? No, but you're right. Right. Yeah. You might get those. We we probably have people who are like, you know, maybe I'll sit down and actually learn about it today. And and there we're using a lot of military terminology. I mean, we haven't used enfilade yet, <laughs> but we will. But we will. We will for the second for the second day. Oh, is, this, is it me? All right, I'll, I'll. Yeah. So uh, as Union positions were collapsing both north and west of town. Uh, General Howard ordered a retreat to the high ground south of town at Cemetery Hill, uh, where he had left Brigadier General Adolf von uh, Stein Steinwehr. 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 Right? I mean, if it were German, it'd be Steinwehr. Right. But I mean, it is German. Right. <laughs> but and uh, and his division uh, in reserve, so he went down down there. Major General Winfield S. Hancock, born in Montgomeryville, PA, which is where yep. we are right now. Yep. Where where we're recording right yep. now. Amazing. Uh, he assumed command of the battlefield as he had been sent by Meade. Uh, when he learned Reynolds had been killed. Uh, Hancock was the commander of the Second Corps, and as Meade's most trusted subordinate, he was play- he was ordered to ascertain whether Gettysburg was an appropriate place for a major battle. Hancock told Howard, I think this is the strongest position by nature upon which to fight a battle that I ever saw. When Howard agreed, Hancock concluded the, the discussion, and he-, and he quotes, quote, Very well, sir. I select this as the battlefield. End quote. Hancock's determination had a morale-boosting effect on the retreating Union soldiers, but he played no direct tactical war on the first day, but ba- basically gave them a was roadmap. Like, like, this is what we're going to... Like, is, this is where we're our, standing. Our strategic our strategic plan is going to yeah. unravel based this off is, this position. Our, our tactical deployment will... Here's where we're making our stand, basically. Yeah, that's, and, uh, yeah exactly. And I will guide you through... I mean, he was incredibly well-respected in the Army, Hancock. It's a good dude. Lee understood that the Union Army would be in a defensively advantageous position if they were allowed to maintain the high ground. So he had sent orders to Ewell that Cemetery Hill was to be taken if practicable. So Ewell decided that the assault was not practicable, and many historians attribute this to his having previously served under Stonewall Jackson, who gave orders to the letter without room for interpretation. Oh, so it's just a communication issue? It's total communication error. Very awkward. I, I, I've made the argument before that a series of mis, miscommunication and blunders really saved the Union because their their communication lines were just cleaner and better at this point. That's like the core of the book. Um, shit, what's that book called uh, on Gettysburg? Uh, the, something Killer Angel, Angels. Killer Angels, right? It's like the whole basis of that book, yeah. basically. Um, it's it's book. not... It's a very good book. It's not totally false. There's... When you talk about three things for an army that every army needs, mm-hmm. materiel, right. communication, sleep. Sleep. <laughs> no. uh, was that serious? Yeah. 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 Those are the three biggest things. I mean, obviously, weapons. I mean, that's covered under materiel. Material, yeah. But honestly, it's food and like shoes. Food and shoes, basically, yeah. And, and, and especially if, and at if this you're, point. And if you're cold. If it's, if right. it's a cold what, theater, you got you to gotta be able to... You know, but those those lines of communication are so important. What like when the union started putting up telegraph poles everywhere they were going, there's like, oh yeah, we can just talk. <laughs> it's amazing how uh, difficult it was back then before satellite communication and, and all that. It's you had to send somebody on a horse, literally yeah, on a horse. They didn't get shot. I mean, yeah. you're not supposed to shoot them, but still, they yeah. do anyway. They did. So the first, I mean, day, if they're if they're riding through cannon fire, yeah, you can't help it. You don't <laughs> fucking know what that is. Cannon. Yeah. Uh, so the first day of Gettysburg ranks as the 23rd biggest battle of the war by number of troops engaged with about a quarter of Meade's army, 22,000 men, and about a third of Lee's army, which was 27,000 men. 
uh, or engaging. So that, again, this is the first day alone. Right. Is the 23rd I think that really demonstrates well the difference in amount that just a quarter of Lee's army was 22,000. Yeah. But a whole third was 27,000 for yeah. Lee. Yeah. That's big. It's a big difference. I mean, the Confederates outnumbered by 5,000 that day. Mm. But overall, the so, Union yeah. just have more men to throw at it. Mm. And you could theoretically say that Lee's maneuvering was pretty effective. Well, they if you look at... Confederacy probably won the first day. Yeah. But by not pushing on for the, the hill... For the cemetery hill, yeah. They... You'll, you'll fucked up. Mm. He... But that was his previous command experience, and it's hard to go yeah. get. Like he's thinking, well, they could have been a knockout Longstreet punch, right? have done. Longstreet would say, if I'm saying if practicable, that's don't do it. But Lee was a little more. He gave a little more leeway, more aggressive. Well, he let his generals think a little bit more for themselves. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it bit him in the ass, like this. All right. Like with Jeb Stewart just fucking around north of Gettysburg. You know, missed the first first two days of battle. Now, if Jeb Stewart had met Buford's cavalry, it's probably a whole other battle. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, as a whole, I mean, Buford was a good good commander. She died of pneumonia not too long after. Hmm. Um, but he wasn't Jeb Stewart. Like Jeb Stewart was. <laughs> oh, and well, like, and like you mentioned, the the cavalry was yeah, better run, equipped. Run run yeah. circles around him. Yeah. So yeah, just a couple decisions different. You know, had you not engaged with Buford. Had you, and I, I know I'm looking at this from the Confederate side right now, just because a lot of the first day's action is the Confederate side. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's they are the aggressors. Exactly. I mean, we're, the Union. I say almost said weird, but the Union. They're I do too. They're I in the that. defensive position there at that point. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, like like basically what we're alluding to is that could have been the the decision at the, at at the onset to yeah. change the course of history. Right. Uh, yeah. And there. That's 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 different. the beauty of this kind of. Of a history in general, right? Being right. able to look back and, and say, so if, for instance, if they took that hill, they would have been able to. They've got high ground. Put, they've they got, got high ground. They would bring cannon up there. They would be, be able to control Gettysburg, which gives you a clear path to Philadelphia. Gives you a clear path to. And the Baltimore, Union didn't have you, a ton of people up there. They weren't. They needed reinforcements. Mm-hmm. They they yeah. came and they come up yeah. throughout. So the, the what would happen in that case? Would would at that point would the, would there be enough? Of opposition in the north, uh, just from just from the citizens to right. say enough, give them what they want. We're different yeah. countries now. Like, you think Philadelphia would have been no, fighting that hard if, against if they, it? If they're like you know, said, ah, you know what, I'm tired. Well, think, I'm done with this. Think about think about what Sherman did to Atlanta. Right, right. That that just destroys the morale of the South. Right. It like, breaks this you. Is, this is it. I mean, I'm not saying they would have done what what oh. what uh what he did, what Sherman did to Atlanta, but probably not at this point. No, I mean, they were horrified, but. What, yeah. The uh, what Sherman and uh, Grant were doing. Of course, it's funny when you look at Sherman's changing attitude through the war, and he's not a PA guy. We won't get into it too much. Mm-hmm. When it first started, like he was known as a, a brutal punisher of, of guys who broke the code of ethics of war, like taking things without paying for them and destroying property. He turned into the Joker. I yeah yeah kind of well. He called it the hard hand of war. Just yeah. turned his feelings mm. no. to Kumsa. Do you have a, uh, you want a town name, name for us? I do. I've got Pigeon. I think that basically wraps it up. Pigeon? Pigeon, Pennsylvania. Is it named Pigeon in terms of like the language? The Creole language? Or is it named Pigeon in terms of... 
Um, let's see Just here. the fucking bird. It's got a historical marker. Mm. The name of this town recalls the now extinct passenger pigeon. Oh, shit. Which in vast flights nested in the beech groves of this area. The nestlings were taken as food each spring by the Seneca Indians. Aw. Huh. That's not what I expected. No, no. I, I, I don't know why. That's but, actually kind of cute. Yeah, it is. I don't know why, but for a moment I did think it was going to be like the language. Uh, I yeah. But that's, that's neat. Where is it? It's in Allegheny. Allegheny County. It's a 16 cool. zip area, zip code. Um, okay, well, look at that. Pigeon. Yeah. Uh, so the Seneca Indians would use it. You would use pigeons as their food source. Yep, they're nesting. I was when I pulled it up. There was a lot of stuff about pigeon shoots in PA and how they still happen. And animal rights people are very angry about it. Mm. The passenger pigeon was was interesting. So that that was the what like the early twentieth century they went extinct. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah I think so. Interesting. Hmm. Never think of passenger pigeons. I always think of like late eighteen hundreds New York. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. It's like. You know who have been really upset about that, that story? Or at that, at that like, your recounting of that? Uh, what's the boxer's name? Mike Tyson. Very upset. He's the guy, right, that has the pigeons, yep. right? right? The, he loves he's... pigeons. <sighs> okay. Does that, do you have anything else to add to that, Bill? Uh, I don't. I just have to pee. No, do, do you have, I do too, actually. Do you have, uh, do you have our, uh, our credentials? Yes. You can find us on Twitter at UncommonwealthP. On Facebook, we have a fan page, UncommonwealthPodcast. On Instagram at Uncommonwealth Podcast. You can email us at uncommonwealthpodcast at gmail.com. You can deploy your friends in tactical lines, engage with people from a different state, and record it, make a battle video, send it to us with any suggestions and pronunciations. We made a video of Antietam in middle school. Yeah, I did a project. We had to do a multimedia project. Um, and I did the Battle of Ant. I wanted to do Gettysburg, and my professor, or my teacher, was like, "No, dude, some do a different battle." And I was like, "Okay, I'll do Antietam." I did Antietam. <laughs> do a different battle. And uh, we made a video. It's, it has to be out there somewhere. It's like if someone asks, they, "We we had these toy guns, and then we my my dad's friends or my or my my friend's dads rather were throwing smoke bombs out like oh it was God. the musket fire." That's hilarious. I was going to say, it's like if someone says, oh, yeah, man, I, I love the Beatles. I'm like, all right, yeah, name one song. Uh, Hey Jude. I name another <laughs> one. Uh, uh, mm, Hey Jude. Yeah. <laughs> name, name a Civil War battle. Uh, Gettysburg. Name another uh, name one. Name another one. Uh, Antietam. Bull Run. Bull Run 2. Bull Run 2. Chancellorville. Fredericksburg. I know my Civil War history. Bull Run 2. Yeah. That's what it's called? I know, I know. It's I mean, funny. it's not. It's, it's second battle of Bull Run, but it's really Bull Run 2, Electric Boogaloo. And on that note, um, I think, do we have anything else? Uh, is that... No, so this just is, This that... is day one. We're going to tackle day two and three. Yep. Um, thank you guys for listening. Yeah. Appreciate it. I uh, don't think it was in a very funny one, but I think there was... No, like, I think it was a lot, a lot of good information. A lot of good information. And um, one of our more information-heavy ones, but... Yeah, I mean, thank you guys for listening. Yeah. This, this has been Honest Sauce. This has been Bill. And we've been the Uncommon Podcast. Bye. Bye. That's key.